11, Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees. Episode 180, 180 of Talking Football. Thank you guys for being with us for this long. If you've just recently joined, thank you. We appreciate that you're here. Uh, usually what we do to start an episode is Trees Sevia. Apparently this is something I overlooked on the last one when I was hyped up for episode 179. Uh, but we are going to start off the episode with Trees Sevia. Then we're going to get into some Carson Wentz talk. The Eagles are making moves and moving on from players they probably should have last year. Uh Big Ben and the Steelers, what's going on there? Alex Smith is back in the news. The Tennessee Titans, they're getting fucked. That's all right, because guess what our favorite saying is here anyways? Tree sent them with it, and welcome to the episode. Fuck the Titans, and thank Fuck you very the much. the Titans. That's right. And now let's get into Tree Savia after that amazing introduction uh, and welcoming by Justin Trees himself. Yeah. All right, Austin. Let's do this. So... Who is the last wide receiver to get the triple crown? Explain what the triple crown is for people who may not know. That is fair. And by some people, you mean yourself, right? No, I just just let let the other people know. (laughs) Okay. That would be leading the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, all in the same season. The last player to do it. Um, has it been in the last decade? No. Ooh. Randy Moss. Been... Nope. That's a good guess, though. It's actually a really good guess. You would think that you would have got that. Terrell Owens. No. Um... You are thinking in the right era. I will say that. You're in the right era. Okay, so, I mean, Calvin Johnson's not going to be on that list because we said last decade. Um, it was. It's not Larry Fitzgerald because he's clearly still playing in that era. So, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss. Who else was dominant? Oh, my God. This is where I get myself in these positions where I start overthinking it, and I'm going to hear this answer – I'm going to be like, dumbass. I actually don't think you'll say that. I think you you might be surprised on who it is. Okay, then let's hear it. Steve Smith with the Panthers. Oh, my gosh. I, I am surprised to hear that. But, wow. 2005. So, former, uh, former Ute great. So, um, awesome. I didn't realize he went to Utah. He did. Yep. So what? Yep. No joke. No joke, dude. Um, um, I'll tell you what, this pin I have is about to just no longer have a life. Cause my God, Steve Smith, I, that's it. It's done. It's over with that pin has been fired. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I don't even remember at this point. Um, but I will say that, Back in 2005, that's, you know, right when the Panthers were, you know, dominating that NFC South. And, man, pretty awesome that a guy his size did that. And obviously he played way bigger than what he actually was. But, like, again, like the guys you were thinking of, you were thinking of huge big body dudes, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, even Larry Fitzgerald. Like, you don't think that a guy that Steve Smith could, but – that dude's 
Dude's great. Ice up, son. That's all I'll say. Yeah, and I mean, he he's the type of player that would talk. And then he would back it up. And that's what I just absolutely loved about Steve Smith. I mean, his I can't even say sideline antics, but just like his sideline conversations and the things that he would say, you know, to the camera, to his teammates and stuff, like even on the field too, it's just you hear him mic'd up and that's just absolutely hilarious. I mean, we saw it when, uh, were they on hard knocks or was it uh, all or nothing where he's sitting there talking? He's, he's straight up just talking about DJ Moore at this time. He was a rookie. And uh, when the Panthers drafted DJ Moore, Steve Smith was on the draft desk for NFL Network and said, um, the Panthers have had a hard time trying to find my replacement since I retired. They just did right here. He called it. He's been right. DJ Moore has been absolutely amazing for the Panthers and a guy that we just rave about here on this podcast and somehow doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. But no worries. We'll give it here. We don't have a problem with that. Um but my favorite, yeah, my favorite cut-up scene or mic'd up scene with him is the, should I start DJ Moore? And then DJ eventually is like, yeah, start me. And he's like, if you get me zero points, I'm going to slap shit at you. That yeah. kills me every time. I love it, for <laughs> sure. So, yeah, 5'9", 185, dude, gets a triple, gets the triple. triple I didn't know crown. he was that short. Yeah. <sighs> that dude's tiny then. 5'9", 180? Yep. 185. Oof. Crazy. Hey, I can't even say oof. That's a baller. That dude is a straight fucking baller. He really is. Love it. All right, cool. There we go. There's Tricia Viaforia. Let's move on into Carson Wentz trade. So last episode, we were talking and we did our mock draft. And I said, what the hell are the Colts going to do at the at quarterback because in our mock like all the good quarterbacks were gone there's no way of them taking one i said are they going to get screwed and then i think a direct quote from me was i am seriously praying that the colts don't find a way to get carson wentz because it's such a big upgrade over what philip rivers was last year i think that's what my quote was and literally the next do or they don't they don't that's what i i did not want them you agreed with me and then literally the next morning Bingo, bingo, they got him. Dingo. Um, okay, yeah, that's right. Because you were saying it because the Jaguars, you didn't want them to have to have to compete against the Colts and the Titans. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay, I remember it from that point of view, yes. Uh, here's the thing, though. Carson Wentz won that trade. It's not a matter of fact of did the Colts win it, did the Eagles win it. Carson Wentz won it. He's there with a guy who helped him have one of the best seasons of his career. Um as they go on to win a Super Bowl in Frank Reich. Um, and you get a team that's welcoming you to the city and welcome you to the locker room and wants you to be a part of the organization, or at least it seemed that way until Michael Pittman Jr. is like, I'm not giving you my number. I'm number 11. Carson Wentz plays, uh, hey, it's okay. Kind of playing on getting a different number anyways. I'm ready for a complete fresh start and it is going to be different to see Carson Wentz in another Jersey number. I wonder how that'll be for him too, just due to the fact that he's always been 11 or he has been for at least, I believe that last seven or eight years of his career going all the way back to North Dakota state where he was 11 there as well. Um, And it's just one of those things to me, I always take, I always took numbers kind of seriously. They always kind of meant something, you know, baseball, I was 18 basketball. I was 33 football. I was uh, 68 
Um, and it was just, those are the numbers that I still carry with me and, you know, uses, you know, information and stuff like that, that just means a lot. So I wonder how that trend or carries over to these guys as well. Maybe it doesn't at all, you know, maybe it doesn't matter. Carson Wentz is with the mindset of, Hey, cool, fresh start. We're sitting here discussing numbers. That's not what we need to be talking about. Carson Wentz traded to the Colts. You have to love it for him. This helps the Colts out tremendously. I think they are automatically competing for a playoff spot. They won 11 games last year. You bring in Carson Wentz, who's a more athletic quarterback than Phillip Rivers. I think we can all agree on that statement. We can also all agree that he has a stronger arm. And if they would have had that type of arm strength in the playoffs last year against Buffalo, they win that football game. That's what hurt them is that Phillip Rivers couldn't hit those out routes. Now, some people might listen to that and be like, oh, well, you know what? If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Well, guess what? We get to see it this next year, and I can't wait when the Colts are sitting there winning the AFC South. I'm sorry, Therese, but Deshaun Watson's about to force his way out. You're going to have a rookie quarterback and a team that's still in the process of rebuilding in the Tennessee Titans. I don't know if they're going to do it three years in a row here uh, to make it as far as played as well as they have. I've said it three years now. I said I wasn't going to say it anymore, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. Derrick Henry doesn't have a good as year. There it is. I'm saying it now so people can forget by the time the season gets here. But I'm, I'm happy for Carson Wentz and with the Eagles. You guys, it's amazing how much you have just dismantled your organization since winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I will agree with you on Derrick Henry this year. We were opposites the last couple of years, and that is because – He's going to be on the Madden cover. No shit. When the, was they that not, announced? They, they haven't announced it. I'm saying he is going to be on the Madden cover. Oh, okay. You're predicting. So, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I am telling you. You got inside that. sources, don't you? So that's what I truly believe is what I'm going to say. So. Oh, bro. No, no, no. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Breaking news. You have inside information. I mean, I have not talked to the person that I know that works for Madden, so but I probably should. But I think that I've heard things around the grapevine that so that sources are saying. Is. So not yeah. room. It's not. This isn't rumors. This isn't pending information. This is straight up per sources. Per sources, he has been in discussion. So that's what I like yes. to hear. Son of so, a. Hey, so. you heard it here first, guys. Yeah, the so, Talking Football Podcast, February 24th, Wednesday at right before 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Derek Henry Madden cover. Chase, I'm not going to put you on the spot anymore, but that's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm glad we can agree on that, though. Yeah. Um, as for the whole Carson Wentz thing, though, um, it's such a good thing for him. And he's got all these weapons. You wonder what they do with T.Y. Hill and – uh, they obviously like if he ends up leaving, like they got to find another guy. They get Paris Campbell back. I mean, they they just got weapons on this team. Um, Jonathan Allen, or Jonathan Allen, Jonathan Taylor is going to just go off this year. Um, it's going to just be a great running game to even put less pressure on Carson Wentz. I'm with you. I think they win the AFC South. Um, I think the Jags need one year to one continue rebuilding it and just getting used to the NFL. I think in 2022, I think that's when you start talking about the Jags. Um, so I'll agree with you there. Um, going on to the Eagles and how they've kind of just destroyed this roster since winning the Super Bowl. Um, they're releasing two guys that have been huge parts of this team just in the franchise. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, obviously we know what he's done in his 
multiple stints with the Eagles, a fantastic career there. And then Alshon Jeffrey, who basically honestly probably won them that Super Bowl with how good he played that game. Like he played fantastic. Uh, both are going to be released. Deshaun Jackson already released. And then uh, Alshon Jeffrey, they're waiting until June 1st um, due to contract stuff that can save them extra money. So um, who do they take at six is the, now the bigger question, right? Um, I, I don't think they take, they take a quarterback. I think that they, I think they go Jamar Chase. I think that's what they should do. Um, I mean, that's what they did in our last mock draft, which is great for them and what they would love to have happen. Uh, it's just a fact of does everyone else's mock draft that has Jamar Chase going three to the Miami Dolphins. Does that happen now? Thoughts on taking a receiver at three, a little questionable. Taking a receiver in the 20s where your next pick is due to the trade with the Houston Texans, a little bit more feasible for that team because I think, I don't know if I'm just the only one that thinks this, but I think the Dolphins are fine in their receiving weapons. Like you have Devontae Parker, you have Preston Williams, you have Albert Wilson, you have Jeremiah Grant. Albert Wilson opted out this past season. You didn't get that. Preston Williams, we have seen him battle with some drop issues. Devontae Parker, I guess, you know, the same thing could be kind of mentioned there. But at the same time, the dude makes plays like he just does. And Jeremiah Grant is the speedster that that offense needs. You just, excuse me, you just need two to make those plays. And here's the other thing. They might not have pick three or whatever pick they have in the 20s because they're going to be sitting there excuse me, if they trade Deshaun Watson and or if they trade for Deshaun Watson, which I think they should do, and they should be doing anything in their power to make that happen because that guy right there is going to help you win the AFC East. Like, that's not just a, you know, a cakewalk for the Buffalo Bills from here on out. If the Dolphins land Deshaun Watson, look out. That's at least my take on it. So the Eagles... You have other things that you need to attack here in the draft. That was kind of where that whole thing started uh, for the Eagles. Get Jamar Chase at six if he's there. You win the draft if you do that, or at least you win the first round. That's going to help you out tremendously. That you Then you have Jamar Chase. You have Dallas Goddard. You have Jalen Rager. You have Miles Sanders at running back, and then you have your quarterback in Jalen Hurts for at least a year to see what you have. If it doesn't work out, guess what? Your team's going to suck. Your record's going to be bad. Get you a quarterback next year with developed athletic pieces around him as you continue to fix your offensive line and your defense because those are the other key weaknesses for your team. Your defense has been straight trash, and your offensive line can't stay healthy. They're all old. Like There's so many other holes on this team that they need to fix, but if you get Jamar Chase at six, you win the first round in my opinion. Yeah, it would be a huge, huge get for them. So um, I'll agree with that. And then going kind of back to the Dolphins stuff at three. Um, I mean, I think you're higher on Devontae Parker than I am. Um, I think Devontae Parker had one fantastic year. And then like this last year, I mean, he dropped by like 500 yards and five touchdowns, like less than what he had the year before. Um, and then Williams, I think he tore his ACL again this year. Am I correct on that? I can't even remember at this point. I think he, he did. Have, that did. So, mind, so yeah. So, um, yeah. So like, but I'm with you on three is still too rich. You do it with your 20 pick. If you feel like somebody starts falling, a la like 
um, CD Lamb last year, for example, when you start seeing him fall, mm-hmm. you guys have the draft capital capital to trade up into rather than the 20s into the early teens. You know, you trade whatever the case may be, your 20 pick like and your Jalen Waddle. Yeah, right. And you trade that and your your second round pick to move up. Like there's gonna be plenty of teams that will take that deal. Um so yeah, I think that they do absolutely need to take a wide receiver, but I'm with you on three is too rich. It's just too rich for me. I mean, usually I think six is too rich for me, but not in the Eagles case. Like they just desperately yeah. need somebody. Like it you have to. So um we'll see. We'll see what the we'll see what the Eagles do like it's going to be they're going to be the fascinating team to watch them I mean um Dylan we our friend Dylan over at whole nine sports I ended up talking to him the other day about the Saints and their salary cap and I'm like I get it like salary cap you can move money around so easily that you can get under it so I, I get it but I'm like but when you're that far in like you have to release like a guy or two like you just have to like it's impossible yeah. to just move around and so I was asking because I've been thinking about like the Jags, obviously, and I'm like, one of what who I really want them to get is to go trade for Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, I want him opposite of C.J. Henderson. Lattimore coming from the. I'm trying not to use the urban tree too much, but I'm like, I think that Lattimore, like Lattimore, Curtis Samuel, those are like the two guys, and I'm like, I think those are two guys that will probably be like, Urban's like, yeah, these were like my studs, like when when we we're doing our wow. Thing. So I would love, and I would, and I'd be willing to pay Lattimore too. Like you trade yeah. for him because he, he's about to his he's going on to his last year of his contract. So trade for him, give him a big contract, and then you you got your two cornerbacks set set in stone. So um, damn, that is that is some fantastic dot connecting there. Uh, damn, you're so good at that shit. Uh, Speaking of teams, though, you know, that need to be making moves and have big decisions. We talked about the Eagles releasing Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, You know, you mentioned the Saints. They're going to have to move on from someone. I think that starts with waiting for Drew Brees to retire. That still hasn't been announced. It's crazy enough as it is. But another quarterback that we're still waiting a decision on, is he going to announce a retirement? Is he officially playing? Does the team want him to be the quarterback? And they also have a receiver on their team that – is this the guy you pay a ton of money or is this the guy you're willing to win, move on from this off season and free agency? And this is the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, with big Ben, the news comes out that like, Hey, he's our quarterback on our roster right now. You know what that reminds me of Josh Rosen and the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Rosen is our quarterback right now. He is our, he's our number one guy. Cool. Except in six weeks, when you take Kyler Murray, I mean, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, I just don't know. It's not like you can just draft a quarterback if you have Big Ben sitting there and then you've added Dwayne Haskins to your team, which I don't understand why you did. Like, I don't understand why you look at this free agent rookie or second, third-year quarterback in the league who has been lazy, has been immature, and has not shown to be a quarterback, but because he was taken in the first round, he gets that like, oh, all right, we'll give him another chance. When you're sitting here looking at Big Ben, who's owed $45 million and, you know, has renewed his relationship with Christ and has fixed his elbow and has decided to move on from his porn addiction, that's cool. Your team still isn't winning in the playoffs, and that's kind of a big problem. 
And now you want to add Dwayne Haskins into that mix. I just, that doesn't make sense when you can trade in my opinion for Sam Donald. Like if the New York jets decide that Sam Donald is not the guy and they want to take a Zach Wilson at pick two. Cool. Let the jets do that. I think that's a very stupid decision for them to do because there's so many other holes on that team. They need to fix I mean, if you're the Steelers and you're sitting here looking at it, I mean, Chase, what do you do? Like, do you pay either one of these? Do you trade for Sam Donald? Do you trade Big Ben? Like, I don't know if you can trade Big Ben. It's just a restructuring of his contract, but then that just almost guarantees you another two years of having to pay the guy, even if he retires after this season. I love Big Ben. I've been a big fan of his. They won they, – what they do? Go 11-0 this year, and then they just shit the bed. They're like the worst 11-0 team we've probably ever seen just due to the fact that they were playing dog shit teams. Big Ben didn't look that great. He's just all of a sudden, I just don't think that him coming back for this year, anything's going to be different because he hasn't shown the desire like Tom Brady where he's going to eat avocado ice cream and avocado tequila and just – you know what I mean? Just the TB12 method. No, Big Ben's like, hey – Guess they'll stop drinking beer, start drinking some of the wine at church, though, for communion. That's going to be cool. Like, <laughs> you're ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to just stop you before you keep rambling on here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they could get Sam Darnold, obviously that's the way to go. Like, that is a fantastic move. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think you're stuck paying Big Ben this year, and I think you're stuck him being your quarterback this year. And then next year is when you figure out what you're going to do quarterback wise. Like that's, that's my thoughts. Um, going back to Juju. Cause you brought that up when I, is he going to be your guy? Honestly, I, I'll keep saying that, like, I think he's worth paying. I, I really do. I, I like Juju. I think that he's very talented. Um, I'm also not just like completely sold on the, I mean, the other guys, Deontay Johnson's a stud, but he again, drops literally every other pass. Yeah. Huge, huge issue. Um, Chase Claypool rookie last year had a very good rookie year, but a lot of that is skewed by one game. He had one game where he had seven catches, three of them being touchdowns, 110 yards. I think that was his only hundred yard game of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't even think, uh, sorry, I'm looking. Oh, sorry. The last game of the season, he also had 100 yards. <laughs> so against the Browns. In the playoffs or regular season? In the regular season. Okay. So, um, but that's like when other people weren't playing all the time. Like the, the Steelers bitched guys. So like he was just playing more snaps there. Again, like if Juju's gone, he's obviously going to play more snaps. So maybe, you know, you put that into account. But like he had an 88-yard game and then nothing higher than like 70 the rest of the season. Again, rookie year and stuff. I just don't know if like I don't think Chase Claypool can be a number one guy. Like I, I just don't think he's that. Um, I don't think Deontay Johnson is a number one guy. I mean, you can't be when you have that many drops. So maybe I shouldn't say that. I think Terrell Owens had a shit ton of drops too, and he was clearly a number one guy. But I mean, we're talking about an all time great there. So um, I don't know. What I'm getting at is I think they need to try to find a way to pay him, but I don't think they can with their salary cap situation, especially with Big Ben back. I, I actually think that that's just going to be have to be the guy that they let go because um, they still have to try to find sign like Villanueva back as well. And I think they're going to worry way more about an offensive lineman than they are a wide receiver at that standpoint. And Bud Dupree, you know, the edge player. He's gone. He's I don't yeah. I think he wants to come back, but I 
like legit, and I'm not just saying this because of Jags. Like I think I think he's destined to be in Jacksonville or Tennessee. Tennessee I think makes one of those a lot of sense. Tennessee has they have to hit on a an edge rusher. They missed so badly with Vic Beasley last year, and then we've talked what's about what's the uh, speaking of Jaguars, Yannick Ngakwe currently with the Ravens. What's yeah. his situation? I mean, he is a free agent, right? Like he's not even with yeah. the Ravens anymore. Like. Correct. He's a free agent. So, what do you um, think his deal is? Because he wanted a Jacksonville so he could get paid or play somewhere else and win. Like shit. Yeah, I think he. I think he resigns with Baltimore. And I think it's not the money that he wants. Though, like, uh, sorry, it's not the money he was expecting. Like, he will not get the offer that Jacksonville gave him. He will take. He will take less money. <laughs> it's crazy how that always works out, huh? Always, right? Um, but yeah, I kind of just think that's what it's going to be. But like, I think that he's also probably is going to be okay with it because he's he went to Maryland and stuff, and so like that's where his family's at and everything. So like, it's almost like a hometown discount, I think, like because he's yeah. going to be at, with an organization that he truly likes, close to home, and all of that. I think that I think that when it's all said and done, as much as I wanted Yoning back, I think everybody may win in this deal. Jags get that. Uh, pick from the Vikings ends up being pick 46, 45, um, you know, this year. So they got a high second round pick, you know, he gets traded to Minnesota and then gets traded to Baltimore. He's back with Clayus Campbell. He's on an exciting team, so on and so forth. Um, what are the Vikings win there? <laughs> they missed and they got a third round pick back. So they at least got something back. <laughs> so, um, I, I am not going to start a hashtag of we want Yannick back, unlike A-Rob to Duval back. So, because let's, let's, get, let's get him back. Did you You're see all that on that train, aren't you? Did you see that video today that I posted by chance? Uh, I saw you tweet, but I didn't get to look at it. You should watch it. It's so dope. It's just this fan of Jacksonville that, that made this sweet video of him. And <laughs> you should watch it. It's, it's awesome. So, um, but yes, I'm, I'm fully on that train. Again, I think that like a Curtis Samuel is way more likely, but um, which I would be happy with. But yeah, I, I obviously want A-Rob back. I've said it, I think, multiple times in this episode. Like that's actually the last jersey I've gotten because I just became a no jersey guy. But um Got that, got that. Literally two plays into that season, he tears his ACL and then never plays for the Jaguars again. So, um, I literally, <laughs> so that was a that was a fun purchase there. Um, <laughs> so, um, but okay, going on to a next quarterback here, and that is Alex Smith. So, like, I don't know. Like, it was actually the day, like the day after Urban announced that he was actually going to Jacksonville. I tweeted out saying, hear me out, Alex Smith to the Jags um, as a backup quarterback or a quarterback's coach. I don't give a shit which one. Like, it's the same thing to me. Like, that's what he's going to do. Um, I love what he did with, obviously, Patty Mahomes, what he did with Kaepernick, like, I, what he did with the Utes. Like, I just want that to happen. I see that Melo's starting to tweet that out of, like, hey, they should they should get him and then trade um Minshew I mean that's basically I didn't say the trade the Minshew thing but like obviously that's what it was going to be if you're bringing in Alex Smith so uh, glad that he's on the same page with me um and I couldn't agree more with him I think that would be awesome and trading Minshew to someone like the Bears or Washington or something just to get some draft capital back um 
God, that'd be ideal because he is clearly not happy. Alex Smith came out basically and said, Washington didn't want me back. They didn't want me to succeed. They didn't want me healthy. Like I threw a wrench in their entire season by coming back is basically what he said. You're quiet. Oh, no, no I'm just kidding. I'm you guys just kidding. Have, I created. You, guys have, you have Henny. You're, you're good. You have Henny. Fuck. <laughs> Smith's coming home. Get Demarcus Robinson out of here. Smith gets 11 back where it rightfully belongs. That'd be an awesome backup situation. Get Alex Smith the ring he deserves if that can happen. Um, I doubt it, though. I really like the fit to Jacksonville, of course. I think that is a huge help to DeMarcus – or, excuse me, uh, to Lawrence as well um, and what that can be for the organization and the team. And then, you know, you mentioned it right there. Minshew, package him to Chicago. You can make something happen there. Franchise tag Allen Robinson. And there it is. If Minshew can hit uh, Mooney – in the open field, and he can hit Cole Komet, and he can distribute the ball to Tariq Cohen, and David Montgomery is running the ball well, and that offense can click. That's what they need is a quarterback who can make plays happen, but also keep his eyes downfield and hit a receiver when need be. Boom, there it is. That's that's Gardner Minshew for the Chicago Bears. And they finally get a guy in a number 15 jersey, and I can stop seeing these stupid fucking Patrick Mahomes edit crops for the Bears because you're a dumbass, and you didn't draft him too like you told him you were going to. So, sorry, inside information. But the point being, Chicago Bears, that's your answer in Minshew. Alex Smith to Jacksonville makes so much sense. But today on radio, I just went on this just hypothetical thing uh, or process that just made so much sense that I just got super happy. Um, and it's really just the fact that Alex Smith goes to Kansas City is the backup quarterback for a couple more years. You know what I mean? Probably till he's like 40. That's four years. So making good money still, you get to be a part of a winning team, part of Kansas City. The city loves you. You loved Kansas City. You get to be with Andy Reid. Uh, and then when you retire at the age of 40, um, it's 2025. Take a year off. You know what I mean? So 2026, here you go. Come be a, a quarterback's coach for the Chiefs. Andy Reid's at the end of his career. You're a quarterback's coach for a year. You're an offensive coordinator for two more years. This is 2029 at this point. Oh, Andy Reid decides to retire. 2030, Alex Smith is the new head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's coaching the guy that he mentored as a rookie and is now the still and is still the starting quarterback for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and I die a happy man. None of that is going to happen, but <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Honestly, like usually I'm like, no, I don't want anybody to go to the Chiefs. Smith is actually one guy I would, I would be happy with because, again, Chiefs are going to win another one, if not next year, like in the next three years, right? The Chiefs are going to win at least one of those, um, yep. and I want Alex Smith to get one. So, um, Oh, for sure. my God. Listen to this. Washington – or Alex Smith's a free agent, right? Correct. Never mind. That just throws a whole wrench. 49ers trade Jimmy Garoppolo to Washington. Alex Smith signs with the 49ers. Ends where he started. Also would be dope. And they could run that offense. I was gonna say, like, actually, he would run. He's an Shane accurate, he's offense. a very accurate passer. Yep. He will throw the ball down the field if there's an open receiver. Yeah. He will not turn it over. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I cannot that. wait for radio tomorrow. <laughs> Matt's gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gonna hate that. One hundred percent is gonna hate that. But yeah, no, I mean, like, I mean, like, here's the thing, though. Is like, would like is who would you rather have, Jimmy G or Alex Smith, especially with the contract differences, right? Like, not just player. Like, let's let's put the contact in contract into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I then don't you know. can draft like, Kyle Trask in round two, and he can mentor Kyle Trask for the future. Yeah, because like again, no, it's not going to be great. Like with Alex Smith, like the, yeah. like you don't want him being your starting quarterback. <laughs> like you don't, but you want him to be able to groom somebody and just be part of a you know a good culture. So we'll see. Um, Jacksonville makes the most sense, though. That is for sure. I think so as well. Um, speaking of culture, um, I don't know what the hell's going on with Isaiah Wilson. Uh, former first round pick out of uh, Georgia for the Titans uh, basically didn't play last year. And then today or yesterday, sorry, yesterday tweeted out, like, I can't wait to not play for football again with the Titans and then quickly deleted it. And uh, what the GM says that like, he needs to get his shit together if he wants to play football with up for us again. Um, and it very quickly sounds like, a first round pick from 2019 is going to be released with basically not playing basically a snap. I think he, I think he did play a couple at one point. It's 2020. Like, he was a rookie this last year. Yeah. Oh, sorry. This was yeah, his rookie you, season. Yeah. Sorry. But I mean, I, yes, yes. I I'm still thinking we're in 2020. We're in 2021 people. So yes, 2020 is when I met. <laughs> we're almost in the third. We're almost to the three month mark here, Bob. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first quarter is almost over uh but for isaiah wilson and the titans i mean the titans have come out and said hey this is not the player we evaluated we don't know what's happening the dude doesn't want to play football it seems like i mean he broke covid protocol numerous times this past year uh was late to to practice and meetings and it just wasn't a good guy to be around in the facility uh i think the titans are kind of over it too that does suck because you thought this was the future of your offensive line at right tackle. You thought you had the guy. You thought you had the replacement. Now your left tackle is out with an ACL injury, and your right tackle that you thought was going to be there has clearly decided to no longer be the guy. This puts the Titans in quite the predicament moving forward because you're a very run-heavy type of team. The guy who did fill in at right tackle was, he was okay, but it's not a first-rounder. You know what I mean? It wasn't the guy you you evaluated out of Georgia for a first-round draft pick. Like, that's just the thing that is frustrating for any team, and I know it is the Titans, and we say fuck the Titans, but this is the stuff you don't want to see. Like, you don't want to you don't want to see a player get drafted in the first round and then just absolutely throw their career away, and it derails a team of top-level production uh, from a talented player because – you know, it's not a guarantee that you hit on everyone in the first round, but you hope so because you want to see these guys be successful. You want to be able to watch a team rebuild itself through the draft. And it just goes to show how hard it is. You know what I mean? It just how many different processes are a part of drafting players in the NFL and how are they from being in college to the NFL? How are they once they get paid? How do they react to, you know, the adversity that it is being an NFL player and the off-field recognition that you get and the financial circumstances that just flips a complete 180 on you? And just how do you handle that? Some guys, not well. Isaiah Wilson, keen example or great example for that. Trace, is there anything else you want to add to that? Um, 
I think that there could, and I'm not just saying this because I don't like the Titans, but like there is some big risk that you start questioning the Titans front office if they miss on a few things this year. Because like, if you think about it, so last year there's like five big things, six big things last year, right? Like obviously one was getting long-term deals with your two studs of being your quarterback and your running back. Got those done. So, okay. And I don't think that they overpaid or I don't think they overpaid for either of them. I think that they did a good job on that. Then you obviously, as we're talking about, you missed on Isaiah Wilson. Um, and then second round pick Christian Fulton hurt, but played well when he was, when he was playing, but then third round pick Darian, uh, Darianton Evans running back out of app state, huge bust there. You make this huge splash on getting Jadavion Clowney bust there trade for, or not trade, but you also signed Vic Beasley to a big contract. You released him already huge bust there, right? Like, so we're talking out of the five or six things you did, you missed on the four of them. Like you're happy. And Christian Fulton's still an unknown. Like, again, I love him and I was bummed that he went to the Titans and he, he missed too much time to really know at this point. So like yep. right now, the, the positive that that front office has done is they didn't overpay for Derrick Henry. Like that's the positive. You miss on a few things. Like you guys were, literally a game away from the Super Bowl one year. And then like you could miss on enough things that you end up wasting your years of Derrick Henry. Like we all know that running backs don't last forever. Like how many more years does Derrick Henry have of these 300 touch seasons? My yeah. guess is two, my guess is two, <laughs> two, three. If that, honestly, I mean, he might maybe one, like yeah. at some point the wheels have to fall off. Yeah. Maybe they're they're fucking super glued on there. The lug nuts are just so good that it doesn't matter, and the tread on the tires is so thick that we just never see it. But like, my God, child, at some point they just gotta fall off. You just named like, three song, different references. Three different huh? references. You just named three different references. None of them go together. What do you mean? Super glue, lug nuts, tread on the tires, like. Dude, like, just stick with something. They all and go, go together. With. It's a NASCAR phrase. When they switch tires, they have the lug nuts glued to the tire just lightly. So then when they put it on, they can quickly just it on. And then they just go because the tread on those tires goes away. Apparently, when you're freaking Derrick Henry, lug nuts are super glued on there. And the tread on the tires just doesn't ever go away. Mile after mile. <laughs> that, dude's run, that dude's racing the Daytona 500 on one set of tires. At some point, Carrie Underwood's got to say, Jesus, take the wheel. And at some point, he's going to take one of them. He's Lightning McQueen is what you're saying. Ka-chow! exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. You need happier than a tornado in a trailer park. <laughs> As you and I just start quoting fucking <laughs> I have a little brother. I have a little brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank God my son has transferred over from cars which we'd watch four times a day over to toy story and luckily there's four of them so i could just swap those out uh he he only liked cars one he hated cars two and three so i had to watch the same one over and over and at one point he got he hated certain parts of the movie so once it got to that point he just yelled no 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 until i (laughs) it was my nightmare but hey here i am i've made it through um so let's move on though let's move on nobody cares about my kid here so um yes we do don't you talk like that so the jags um end up signing um hiring amy paul i believe is the way you announce her pronounce her last name uh she That's was the head enough. of 
head of communications for the Houston Texans, which this was a big deal when they let her go. This is when like JJ Watt came out and this is when, uh, I mean, Deshaun Watson came out and was like, what is going on? She was like the best, like, what are you doing? And anyways, the Jags ended up signing her. And I think that's awesome. Like a, a good hire from Jacksonville. Um, super excited to have her. Like if you have like those star players, knowing how valuable you are to an organization, just from a communication standpoint, uh, she actually, I believe she helped with JJ Watts uh, hurricane efforts during his earning of the, whatever it was like $43 million. She, she had a big part of that. Um, so, I mean, I'm all for it. Women in sports, let's go get the best of the best. Um, hell yeah, Jacksonville. That's all I guess. And this is great for Jacksonville, especially after the hiring, the immediate firing of a racist strength and conditioning coach. And that's yeah. not something to laugh at, but like, how the hell do you hire that guy and then go, oh shit, this is that dude? Like, that's what it, yup, forgot about that. Uh, guess we're not just gonna be able to sneak that one by. And then it's like, okay, hey, let's go ahead and flip this. Let's hire Amy very well, you know, very highly regarded in terms of the communication world for the NFL and football and team representation. Jags nailed that hire. Good for them. They're having a good offseason. Aside from that one racist strength and conditioning coach. Other than that, I mean, that's that's 95 percent. That's still an A plus. Good job, Jacksonville. It is. Yeah, it was unfortunate that they hired the other guy and. Again, happy he stepped down. Um, it was a big bummer when you saw that hire and you'd, you know, I get it. Like Urban, like, will think his way and all that. And like, everybody has their opinions of Urban and stuff. So I get it. Um, it was a bad look, bad hire. Um, happy you're making up for it. Like, don't let that one bad hire. Again, it's it's fixed now with him being gone. Um, you know, move forward and just don't fucking try to risk that shit anymore. You're in the NFL. You're not in college anymore. You can't get away with that shit. So, all right. Um, another topic. So we've talked about the AFC South a lot today. I feel like, uh, let's kind of continue that. So the Panthers who are in the NFC South, um, have been clearing up cap space. Like it's going out of style, basically getting rid of any, getting out of everybody, getting rid of anybody they can. And we talked about this a little bit last episode. They, they're the ones that are going to get Deshaun Watson, aren't they? Like they're the ones. Like they're going to have the if cap space do, and the draft capital. Look the fuck out if they do. Yeah. I mean, again, we've had, we had this conversation last time. It's like, can the, what can the Panthers do to make it so they don't have to include Christian McCaffrey, right? Like you just like, you give them four first rounders, give them three first rounders, whatever it is. Um, like, I mean, cause at this if, point though, if you, I mean, if you get it, I don't know their picks off the top of my head, but if you can get a running back in the second round, like Deshaun Watson kind of erases the need of having Christian McCaffrey's impact on that offense because he can throw. And I know that's, that's not, I'm not trying to have like a hot take. And I know that's a big thing to say, but I mean, this is something we've discussed a lot. Like paying running backs is not necessarily what's needed anymore. You know what I mean? That's something we talk about on Mike'd Up all the time is like, it's probably not the smartest decision. Same thing at taking like a receiver in the first round. If you can find, you know, athletic players and guys that can come in and make an impact athletically, you can find those in the later rounds. You just got to put them in the right positions to succeed. If Christian McCaffrey saves you a first round draft pick for future years to the Texans, boom, do it. 
send what do they have pick seven this year in the draft send them seven this year second next year and christian mccaffrey i don't i don't think that's enough like i, I probably don't not think so i mean a first this year first next year and then christian mccaffrey yeah that that's like that's then you don't have to up. you don't have to lose anybody on your defense yeah, I mean that's the big thing. So like the rumor is is they wanted like two first rounders plus Brian Burns plus Derek Brown. So each of their last two first round picks. Say say that again. They wanted Burns, two, Brown, and two first round picks. And then they keep Christian McCaffrey. Then they keep Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if that. I mean, the Texans, that's tough because Burns and Brown are like the Stunts. dudes for that defense. Yeah. I don't want those two on Jack, or I mean, on Houston. I don't want that. But again, I'm like, I would want them over fucking <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah. But, you know, but like to me, though, like if they had to give away Christian McCaffrey, like that offense, like obviously way more creative and still a lot of players, but like, you just got rid of your literally your best offensive player. So now it's DJ Moore and you're going to get, you're not going to get Curtis Samuel back. So now it's Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. So you, yes, you have a great number one and number two, but like you lost like the key part of that offense. So I don't know, like to me as, and I get it, you can find other running backs, but like if I wanted Deshaun Watson, it is literally to team up with those three, like it is Robbie, yeah. like it's a, th- those four is an offense that like excites you that I would rather. So I'm I trying to, first-rounders. I'm trying to think like if you do trade Burns and Brown, that is your edge rusher. And that is your interior defensive lineman. Both deep in this next draft class. Like, I mean, there's three or four edge rushers that are being projected in the first round all in the later end of the first round. And we all know that when the draft actually gets here, these teams are drafting offensive linemen, um, you know, and players that are going to be immediate impacts on their team. Sometimes those edge rushers slip into the second round. You, I mean, Chris Jones was a second round draft pick. I'm not saying you get Chris Jones in the second round, but there's always a chance. Shit. Oh, there is. There is. Um, and honestly, it's weird because, like, obviously, first rounders are so valued. But like, there's an extent that I kind of agree with the with the Rams' philosophy that like maybe you just give up the first rounders for things that you know are elite <laughs> already. Yeah. Like, so maybe like if you can find like if you could find a way to get rid of three first rounders and a second rounder. Let's just say the next three first rounders and a second rounder in 2022, like for Deshaun Watson, don't give up any players and you get Deshaun Watson and you don't like, that's what I would be trying to do. I think I'd be as a Panther fan, I would be. And you keep all the, you keep all your players. You keep all your players, three first rounders and a second rounder. Like, I don't know if that's enough. I don't know if that's enough. Right. Like I, I don't like looking through everything. Um, I mean, what uh, it was like a first and third round. Like what did the, what did the, Lions get a first and third rounder. Um, and then, um, and then obviously Jared Goff. I thought the but, Lions got two firsts. Sorry, two first. Yeah, yeah, two. Sorry, I said a first. I meant two first. Um, no, they only got one, right? Or did they get two? Now I'm, now I'm, I'm sure they now got I'm two. Tripping. 
I think they got two. Um, now and then, I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm, um, but then, like, when still, like, it can become a first-rounder, which it's going to become a first-rounder. So, like, it's sold as a second-round pick, but Wentz's is going to become a first-rounder. All he has to do is play 70% of the snaps, and their team has to make the playoffs. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah, so the Rams sent two first-round picks, yep. a third-round pick, and Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's what I, I, I know I said a first, but I meant two first and yeah. So that's what I was saying. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I would just try to give up only picks like three first rounders, a second rounder, maybe even three first and two second, like just do it. Like you're, you're all in at that point and you better, your GM better be fucking good to find these guys late in drafts and in free agency for cheap. Cause you're, you know, you're putting yourself in a tough situation, but I mean, you're, you're set, dude, like offensive skill wise, you are set and defensively yeah. you've used your last couple first rounders to get, to get, um, you know, pressure from the defensive line with those two, like, yeah, Panthers would be so scary. Yeah. Wow. That'd be an awesome, that'd be awesome to watch. So they're competing in a Super Bowl in two years. They really are. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet to see the all cat Super Bowl of the Panthers and Jags, two teams that came into this to the NFL the Bravo. same year in '96. Like that'd be cool. Um, okay, cool. I think that does it for us. Anything <laughs> else you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, the way, that's how you want to end the episode. I mean, two might cat as Super well. Bowl. Two cat Super Bowl. Let's do this. Go Jags. So no for, no, for real. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, so all the uh, being able to franchise tag players started today. So a lot will happen over the next week. I'm sure once they realize, oh shit, we're so far away. There's no way in hell we're getting a deal done. Um, so we'll talk about a lot of those and then free agencies in less than three weeks. Let's so go. that's going to be exciting to get ready to do that. So maybe we'll do one of our classic uh best player for each team that who should sign where so we'll we'll probably get on that that. we've done that last couple years so all right that does it for us tonight we've been talking football